This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Monday the 24th of July. In your Squiz today, decision time in Israel. Russia arrests one of its own, Reinhardt's legal battle begins, and Barbie's very big weekend. This is your Squiz today. It is crunch time in Israel as the parliament prepares to finalise a vote today on whether to go ahead with a controversial overhaul of the judiciary, which has seen seven months of protests across the country. Yep. Every Saturday since the start of the year, Israelis have been demonstrating against the overhaul. Mm. The protesters say that it would diminish democracy in the state and shift Israel towards authoritarianism. But... This is a complicated one, Alex, so let's step it back a little bit. At the end of last year, after an inconclusive election, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was able to stay in power by teaming up with far-right politicians, and those politicians have long held grievances against Israel's Supreme Court. Now that they're in charge, those far-right members want to pass laws that give Parliament power over the Supreme Court, and they're the changes that the protesters have been so upset about. And not only civilians as well, we should point out. Mm. Israel's business community doesn't want to see the power of the court diminished, and nor does Israel's military. We've even seen soldiers within the army protest against the laws. Yeah, that's right. And those military protests actually led to these reforms being delayed back in March. But now that the vote is upon Israel, there's even more turmoil. We mentioned on the podcast last week that Netanyahu had been hospitalised after he spent too much time in the heat. And now a week later, he's been readmitted to hospital to have a pacemaker fitted. But he didn't want his own health to delay the vote and he doubled down on the reforms over the weekend. Those against the judicial overhaul have pointed out that Netanyahu has his own reasons for wanting to water down the judiciary. He's currently on trial himself over corruption charges. Yes, there is a lot going on in this story. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that the US and President Joe Biden have been staunchly against these judicial overhauls and have repeatedly called on Netanyahu to slow this process down. We'll know more after the vote, which started yesterday and is scheduled to conclude today. This was a curious update from Russia. One of the men who shot down the commercial flight MH17, killing 298 people, was arrested in Russia over the weekend, although not for crimes related to the downing of the airplane. His name is Igor Gherkin, and last year a Dutch court found him guilty, along with two others, of murdering the passengers and crew of MH17 in the sky over Ukraine. 
There were, of course, 38 Aussies killed on board at the time. But Gherkin hasn't faced any punishment after that guilty verdict because shortly after shooting down the plane, he fled to Russia, where the Russian government refused to extradite him to the court. The latest development, though, Alex, like you say, is that Gherkin, who's a self-described Russian nationalist and supporter of the war in Ukraine, has become an outspoken critic of President Vladimir Putin. Yes, he even went so far as to call for Putin's downfall last week. He was arrested over the weekend and charged under Russian law with acts of extremism. Gina Reinhart, Australia's richest person, is going to be in court today in Western Australia as a long-awaited challenge to her mining empire finally begins. So this case has to do with mining royalties as well as the ownership of the Hope Downs iron ore mine in the Pilbara. And the challenge to Reinhart is coming from a fellow billionaire, Angela Bennett. She's the daughter of Peter Wright, who was the business partner of Gina Reinhart's father, Lang Hancock. And Alex, it's a bit of a family affair, especially when you throw in Reinhardt's two eldest children. Yes, they are also fighting for money that they claim Hancock, their grandfather, left to them. The case looks to be quite complicated Mm. and is expected to last three to four months. So strap in. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. It was a big weekend for sport with results in the cricket and the cycling. Let's start off with the Tour de France. So there's a nice tradition in the Tour where riders don't compete on the final leg to Paris. They instead leave it as something of a victory lap for Jonas Vingegaard. He was wearing the yellow jersey after yesterday's final mountain stage. It's Vingegaard's second win for the Tour and he was quoted as saying, probably I will try to win it again next year. You've got to love his confidence. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good attitude. And Australia has retained the ashes after the fourth test ended in a draw overnight with the final day entirely rained out. England had dominated the fourth test, so they were pretty unhappy about the washout. The draw in the fourth test means that Australia is up 2-1 in the series with one test to go. So we could still win the Ashes outright when the fifth test starts Thursday. Barbie was all anybody could talk about last week. And after months and months of hype, the (laughs) excitement turned into a very lucrative few days on the box office. Yeah, and we don't have the final figure yet, Alex, but the early results indicate that Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie raked in more than 150 million US (laughs) dollars in its opening weekend, which would make it the biggest opening weekend of the year and one of the biggest openings on record. (laughs) And we can't forget about Oppenheimer, which which was never expected to do quite as well as Barbie, but it still pulled in an estimated 80 million US dollars. <laughs> 
The double header, the Barbieheimer phenomenon, <laughs> was a boon for cinemas around the world, mm-hmm. with Barbie star Margot Robbie even showing off her tickets to other films currently showing, including the Mission Impossible film and Indiana Jones. Squiz the day, Alice. It is the start of Donate Life Week, which encourages more Aussies to get behind organ and tissue donation. Yes, it's very, very easy to sign up to the organ donor register. So I'd encourage everyone to do it, Alex. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies. <laughs>